time for From the Bench with Dench. Look at basketball this week, girl style on Bulldog Valley. Welcome back to the Bulldog Valley. Hello, folks. Denny Rittenhouse here, and uh, thanks for joining uh, as we dive into Bulldog Valley basketball style. And uh, joining me, and first let me thank Rodney Knackstead for for doing the football season with me. We had a blast doing it and got a lot of great feedback. So excited to carry this on for the basketball season. And uh, for this first episode, if you went to any of those football games, um, you heard this guy. There's no way you didn't as the PA voice of the uh, Bulldog football. Get up and back your Bulldogs. Um, uh, Matt Becker is who I'm talking about. and uh, This year he's the voice of the Lady Bulldogs. And uh, Matt, thanks for jumping on and uh, playing along in our little show here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Denny. I'm really excited to join, and I know that uh, I was listening to Bulldog Valley all football season, so happy to be a part of it for the basketball season. Yeah, well, welcome aboard. We look forward to it. First, let's, let's reminisce a little bit about that. I, I just can't shake the football season myself. Uh, that was a lot of fun up in the booth this year, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. I uh, felt like I might have been a little too loud uh, for the radio folks. They could probably hear me up in the booth, but uh, my favorite thing is just getting the crowd really excited and into the game and, and back in the Bulldogs. I think it's a, a huge home field advantage when uh, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, you do a terrific job of it. and uh, They do respond to you, so so uh, kudos for, for the fine work there. Uh, but now, uh, in, in before we let go of the football season, what a year it was, 10-2. and two. Nobody saw it coming. And when you think back to that first August uh, game against Breeze Central, we didn't know what to expect from this team uh, walking into that that booth that night, did we? No. And I tell you what, even kicking back to the, the red and black game, you know, I kind of went over to a buddy's house. We had a bonfire, and we were sitting around going, well, it'll be an interesting year for the football Bulldogs this year. But, yeah, they certainly shocked us week in, week out, starting with Breeze Central and all the way up uh, up until the end there, the Elite Eight, which I was – Fortunate enough to head up to Chicago, so it was a fun, fun weekend. But just couldn't, you know, pull away from Providence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't get me going on the, <laughs> the the private school snafu that hits 5A every year. But but not a snafu. It is what it is. And until a lot of people get in an uproar over it, it'll remain that way. Um, but but a terrific season. Just just a, a fine job by uh, Jimmy Warnicky. You played for him his first year. Um, not first year. Yeah, the infamous year. The infamous uh, year. 0 and 9. So, uh, yeah, it, it all started with the 2012 uh, senior. So, yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of proud to be a part of it, but thankful for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know, you were hurt that year a little bit, too, weren't you? Oh, yeah. I was coming off a uh, ACL tear, and I uh, broke my arm. So it was definitely a, a challenge to just get the body moving. So, but, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize fun. you were that banged up. <laughs> Now, that's probably because when when you went and watched you back then, your mom would be sitting in the stands and, uh, and encouraging you to to get that football. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that was uh, Jody's uh, number one comment. Matt. Becker, get that ball. Get across that line was the line uh, <laughs> that I heard from age 6 until <laughs> 18, really, uh, mm-hmm. even into the college years at Lindenwood. But, um, yeah, started with enticement of Pokemon cards and then, uh, you know, eventually graduated to money when we got to high school. Yeah, now, we're going to go way back. Hey, I'm going to connect some dots here for you. I was a, an assistant coach for Coach Mooch back when you were playing the, in the quarterback club. I wow. think Were you on that team? Um, I, there was a, a younger Tanner Farmer that played 
up on the on the line with you guys. I think you were out there. Um, Man, stretching stretching even my memory as, as a kid. Uh, I was mostly with Bob Oren growing up. Was my my coach uh, up until. Jeez, I, I want to say even seventh, uh, eighth grade. Yeah, he might have been. He might have been there with Mooch. Might have been an assistant, uh, the big guy. Um, but uh, uh, but that's my claim to fame. Is, <laughs> is I I launched Tanner Farmer to the the D one success that he had. Tanner doesn't know that. <laughs> I'll I'll take credit for it. Austin was playing uh, back then um, um, in, in that quarterback club. Um, but that's a great program Highland has, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and like you said, Coach Warnicky. I mean, you talk about uh, creating a, a program. I mean, that's going down into the depths of kids just starting out in football, and they're starting to learn the system that they play at the high school. I, I remember even thinking as a freshman, I just had this conversation with a buddy, you know, as a freshman, I always wondered why we didn't have a similar system to varsity. It completely changed from freshman uh, up until, you know, JV and even varsity were all different levels. And I loved Coach Michaelis, but it just seemed a little uh, not organized. So really impressed to see what Jimmy's done. Yeah, he's done a terrific job in, in uh, putting it in putting it together and uh, his success. Um, his record speaks for itself. Um, uh, next year, if, uh, if it goes well... He has a chance to pass Mike Hooker um, as the all-time uh, winning his coach in Highland, so so uh, we'll, we'll root for that next year. First victory will be his first uh, his first 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so a lot to to look forward to next season. Basketball season is kicked off now. We really don't get to know the feel of a team until, in my mind, until after the holiday tournaments in 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 December. So. So you you're looking at a Lady Bulldog squad that um, is I think four and five right now is that um, yep. correct I, I think yeah four and five yep. after a one and four start they've kind of uh, clicked here in the uh, recent games and uh, doing well in conference but uh, what's your overall impression so far for for the Lady Bulldogs? Well, I, I did miss the first few games with a tournament action they had in Centralia, but I know coming into this year, I know I was one of many folks really excited about what the Lady Bulldogs had coming into the 2023-24 campaign. You know, coming off of an Elite Eight finish last year where they fell to the runner-up for 3A, Lincoln Lady Railers, uh, coming off a sectional win, a uh, regional title, as well as Mississippi Valley Conference champions. So a lot to live up to coming in this season. I think, uh, you know, it was going to see how the dynamic was. Three juniors returning now for their senior year, Larissa Taylor, Lauren Mass, and Abby Schultz. And there's a couple now sophomores who were freshmen who were seeing action last year on varsity in Sophie Schroeder and Jordan Bierker. Uh, so I know I was excited. Um, and then after I saw the start they had, which was just a one and three to kick off the season, I was wondering, okay, well, what's going on? Um, and we actually lost Jordan Bierker that first game. Uh, she's our ball handler, going to be doing a lot of that duties hopefully here down the season. Um, but lost her to a wrist injury. And she's still nursing that injury, trying to get back in the Rotation. We saw her a little bit, but I know I was excited. Um, but they've really they've turned it up a little bit. You know, they've had the defense. We've talked about this uh, during our games, but the defense is there. They're just looking for those points, so they're looking for that spark on the offensive side. And the void to fill, of course, is, is that terrific senior Grace Wilkie leaving last year. They, I think she was a, a triple uh, leader in, in points, rebounds, and assists for, for the Bulldogs last year. Uh, very tough void to fill, and that's not one individual that's going to do that. Uh, but this is Larissa Taylor's team, essentially. She's, she's a beast out there on the floor for 
Highland here in the early going. Yeah, Larissa Taylor is it's the senior leader for this team, and, and really how she plays dictates a lot of what the team can expect that night. I mean, if the shots are falling for Larissa, it's looking really good for the Bulldogs. And, and likewise, if it's a tough night for Larissa, it's it's okay, well, who's going to step up next? And I think that's something that the Lady Bulldogs are, are trying to figure out early on here. Um, you know, losing their ball handler, handler Jordan Bierker, um, you know, who's going to be that next step up? And, you know, a lot of folks are looking to senior Lauren Mass as well as uh, – you know, senior um, uh, yeah. Schultz, Abby Schultz, yes. So a lot of folks are looking to them, and, and they certainly are playing, I'd say, some of the best defense in the Mississippi Valley Conference. Um, but just looking for, for someone on the offensive side to provide that spark if teams are able to shut down Larissa Taylor. Uh, well, I think if JoJo recovers um, um, here in the next couple of weeks, um, that spark's going to be there. She, she's one of those energizing players that, that just gets everybody around her uh, moving a little more, moving a little faster, being more aware um, uh, the ball might be coming to me or, or uh, you know, set a screen to free her up and things like that. So so that's uh, uh, key cog to have coming back for you. And, and talking about Jordan Bierker, folks in the program, you know, being a sophomore, there's not a ton of expectations on you. But folks in the program said when she went down, they didn't realize how big of a loss that was going to be. Um, so just excited to get see her get back in the game, and we'll see how she does, uh, you know, moving forward in the season. I'll tell you what, you can overcome some of those obstacles with uh, what you mentioned. Their defense has been stellar, and uh, I think the game that exemplifies that the most is the recent one over Mascuda. Uh, where their offense didn't really show up for the first uh, two or three quarters in that game, uh, yet they were able to, to build a lead uh, because of that defense and get some uh, easy buckets as a result of that, and um, uh, kind of until they overcame those offensive woes. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Highland actually is only second to Civic Memorial in points against. Uh, on the total games and in, in conference they're actually tied for uh, the best or excuse me the least amount of points given up uh, actually with triad so far in conference play specifically so yeah the defense has really been the driving force that leads to offense and hopefully they can continue to to put them both together well, CM is uh, the clear favorite I would say in conference at this point they stand at 8-0 last time I checked a day or two ago don't know if they played last night uh, but eight um, no, and uh, has always they're they're going to be um, a, a tough opponent in conference. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, the first matchup Civic Memorial's got coming up that's going to be fun to see how it turns out is actually this Friday night. As the Bulldogs head to Jerseyville, Civic Memorial's heading to Triad. So it'll be the top two in the MVC looking for who's going to have the first league loss uh, on Friday night. Yeah. Um, now, we don't have a league loss yet either, right? We do not. We're yeah. 2-0 in conference. So, so if we take care of business out there, we'll be tied with somebody. Um, and, and Jerseyville's competitive. I don't think that's any any uh, pushover. Uh, they're, they're always competitive against Highland, and uh, they stand at 4-3. and three. Uh, right now, so that should be that should be a competitive game. And they've got a good senior, Crawford can score, and even a sophomore. Her last name uh, is uh, Meredith. Uh, she she can also score. She looked good as a freshman last year, and she's she's a pretty tall gal down there uh, over there in Jerseyville. So it, it's no sleeping match for Highland coming up on Friday night. Um, now some of the other complimentary players. Uh, Abby Schultz does a lot of things well. Um, she's one of those defensive stalwarts. That, 
Uh, you mentioned not knowing the defense being good. Uh, she's a key cog in that. Abby Schultz leading the team in steals. Uh, you know, she is in the hip pocket of the best defender each game. Uh, that's pretty clear what we see from Coach Hamilton. He's putting Abby Schultz up against their best, and, and she is rising to the occasion on the defensive side. She's leading the team in steals. She also leads the team in assists, which I think come off those steals, and she's able to find the open player uh, for nice assists down low on the opposite side. And then uh, Larissa is a nice compliment down low defensively. Larissa Taylor leading the MVC in rebounds as well as the team. She's got 63 on the season so far. So she's averaging seven rebounds a game and, of course, has had uh, more. The second closest would be Liv Colson of Waterloo, who's got 59. Um, so, yeah, Larissa Taylor has been just tremendous down low. Um, also, the blocks for Larissa Taylor have looked really good. Um, trying to find that stat. Oh, 14. So she's had 14 blocks, which leads the MVC. The next closest is actually another Highland player, Sophie Schroeder, who's got eight blocks uh, down low. So really the defense for the Bulldogs has really stood out. Yeah, it doesn't shock me on Larissa. I, I've watched uh, her many games this year in volleyball, uh, all-conference volleyball player because of her stellar play on the line there. So so it does not shock me in the least that she's uh, carried that forward into more blocks on the basketball court. Uh, I don't know a lot about Sophie Schroeder. Tell me a little bit. Schroeder, she, uh, the the first spark that I saw. Apparently, was... I don't know how to pronounce her name either. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sophie Schroeder, she's a sophomore. She saw some action last year as a freshman. Really, the game that stood out was in the, the regional uh, semifinal, and I think she had 19 points, and I thought to myself, wow, that is going to be awesome to carry into next year. Uh, you know, of course, losing Grace Wilkie, one of the best scorers in Highland history, most three-pointers we've seen in the program history. Uh, so Sophie Schroeder's got, of course, big shoes to fill in that comparison, but she's really also their perimeter threat. Um, she's taken a little bit to heat up here in the early part of the season, um, but she's starting to knock down those threes. Um, she comes, you know, going into Friday night, she'll be 31% uh, from three-point land. So um, she's hit 13 so far this year, but she can really be lights out if she gets it going. Yeah, uh, it, it it's such a confidence thing when you, for the girls, I, I find even more so than the boys, that when you miss that first one or two, they struggle a little bit to, to get it on track. But if you hit that first one, um, it's like that confidence meter goes straight up and uh, uh, hopefully she'll, she'll find that, that niche and uh, uh, get it on track for them. The um, um, Lauren Moss. Tell me a little bit. Yeah, um, I believe it's Mass. Uh, Again. <laughs> only because I think I said Moss for 80% of last season until someone finally corrected me. Um, but Mass, kind of similar to Schultz, is absolute uh, nemesis on the defensive side of the ball. She is... She will run with anyone down the court in their hip pocket, and really she's always looking for that opportunity for the takeaway. Laura Mass has 15 steals herself, so she's second in the team in steals. Uh, so just a, another compliment to that, that tough defense that the Bulldogs are playing with Abby Schultz and Mass uh, kind of out in front and then trying to get the ball down low into the teeth. You're going up against Larissa Taylor and Sophie Schroeder who are leading the MVC in, in blocks. So it's really a tough matchup coming into Highland. Who, who, who are you going to pick? 
pick your poison against. You're going to try to go down low or shoot the perimeter. And and really, what we've seen so far this year, Breeze Central was able to, to shoot lights out when they came to Highland on November 22nd. Bulldogs fell 42-27. Um, but we've also seen that Breeze Central team go into Modern Day uh, on the 11th, and they took down Modern Day, the 2A defending state champs. So Breeze Central, of course, no slouch, but that's that's what we've seen be effective against Highland. So if Highland can shut down the three, they're a tough team to beat. And they'll get some more added uh, defense when uh, JoJo Birker takes the court. And um, she can be a pest out there defensively. Really excited what we saw from her last year as a freshman. Of course, looking to see how that transforms into her sophomore season. Um, you know, she's one of those players that is just – you can tell she's going to be the spark for this team when they're down. Uh, you can see even as a freshman, she was very even keel uh, at approaching the game. Uh, no moment was even too big as a freshman. So to watch her develop over this season and, of course, into junior and senior year is going to be something special, I think, for the Highland basketball program. So when they need a breather, who, who are they going to on, on the bench first? Who's their sixth man, seventh yeah, they've got a couple folks they can go to. Fleming, Sophia Fleming has played some really important minutes with uh, Jordan Bierker, of course, being out. She stepped into that starting role. So I think Fleming's going to be a great sixth person coming off the bench when the Bulldogs need a breather. Stepping in those shoes, though, so far this year, Paige Kleibacher has really stepped up down low, allows Larissa Taylor to take that breather, get the break um, throughout the game, and allow Larissa to be effective throughout an entire four quarters rather than relying on your you know, your senior star to go for four quarters no rest um, also want to highlight junior Peyton Fry she steps in she doesn't have a ton of points on the season just seven so far but on the defensive side you can see her confidence building I saw her a lot on the JV squad last year but really starting to step into those meaningful minutes on the varsity action um, so it's been fun to watch Peyton Fry really develop um, and really get that confidence on the defensive side and it's even trans transpiring into the the offensive side too she's starting to take some shots that I don't think she would have took early in the season if I remember Remember Peyton uh, enough watching her in, in grade school. She she mops the floor a lot, diving it after balls <laughs> and uh, things like that. Right? She's not afraid that, and that's I think that's what really adds to her defensive prowess is, is she's not afraid to stick her nose. And she's certainly not the biggest girl out on the court, but she's not afraid to get in there and uh, you know toss around with the with the girls that are five eleven, six foot, six one. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, now they they. Put a nice little um, a run together here, winning uh, two or three out of their last three or four, and uh, I hope to continue that tomorrow night with Jerseyville. Um, but uh, a milestone reached by Coach Clint Hamilton the other night, and, and this one kind of surprised me a little bit. I hadn't paid that close attention, but he, he's already been around long enough to, to get up to 100 wins in uh, his, his young coaching career. That's uh, pretty impressive. 100 wins, Coach Hamilton. Yep, he got it Monday night against Belleville West. I've been pretty fortunate. Uh, I started with the girls' program uh, late last season, so I've seen 12 of those wins, uh, but it's Coach Hamilton's sixth year, and, and really he's building something special at Highland. So I, I hope that you know the young girls that are out there and the parents, you know, if you haven't got your girls in basketball, now's the time because Hamilton's definitely building something special with this program. You know, Took him to the Elite Eight last year. It was his first uh, solo MVC title last year in his fifth season as the Highland coach um, and really just a, a great competitor and coach out there and of course now in the athletic director role uh, just excited to see what coach Hamilton has in store for the rest of this season and I know he's down uh, already looking at you know 
eighth, seventh, sixth, and fifth grade girls as they're working their way through the pipeline here in Highland. And I think we got something special building with the girls' basketball program. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think that was his second Elite Eight, um, right? I, Bella Laporta's senior year, I think they they took it up to Springfield and uh, uh, lost to Springfield Lamphere in a in quarterfinal game. So so two and two in that short of time, uh, very impressive. So... So that's a look at um, uh, the Highland squad. Thanks for that breakdown, Matt. That, that was terrific. Um, uh, looking at the conference, um, uh, Highland's already got a couple nice wins behind them. And uh, uh, Mascuda, who I thought had a little more uh, than what they showed against Highland, and, and maybe they're they're just a little more down this year than than I realized. They're, they stand at three and six right now, but uh, um, they competitive or, or are they just a rebuild total rebuild uh is a tough one they look a little discombobulated to get out of the gates here uh, we you know we faced them pretty early in the season they lost um you know one of their players i can't the name slipped in my mind but i know they went to southern indiana so division one basketball player so that's a big loss especially the senior side um which i know that highland and coach hamilton are excited not to see her uh coming back this year of course but um yeah mosquito is just a little bit down this year oh and three in conference play just three wins on the season and uh you know, we took down Waterloo as well. So they're the two at the bottom of the MVC right now. Um, but I, I think Highland's got something, you know, brewing here for the conference. You know, we're heading to Jerseyville. Of course, the big tests are going to be Civic Memorial and Triad. And like I mentioned, they square off Friday night. And I really can't wait to see how that one turns out. Yeah, that should be a battle. Um, and uh, like you said, Triad, they're, they're sitting at 6-2 and two right now. But they lost to a couple... Um, stalwart teams. I can't remember who it was. I thought I had it written down, but uh, nope. I just had their conference wins over at Jerseyville and, and Waterloo, um, and then CM uh, running the table thus far. One of the better teams, I guess, in, in uh, the Metro East, even going outside the uh, the conference, which is not a shock. Uh, it's a solid program, no matter who's on the sideline over there. It seems. Yeah, and, and Civic Memorial, there's a little bit, on the, at least in the girls' basketball, the Civic Memorial Highland Triad has really ramped up here of late. Uh, of course, the coach that was here at Highland jumped over to CM, and that's when we, we got Coach Hamilton. Um, so Civic Memorial had a down year last year. I think they made a state run uh, you know, the year prior. So they've been up and down, but certainly seem to have figured it out here in 2023. Uh, going outside the conference, you, you mentioned Breeze Central, and of course coached by Highland native Nathan Reeder. And, uh, um, they seem to be the the team in uh, Southern Illinois right now, and um, that all eyes are on. I think they got a they had a loss the other day, um, but um, I think I'm not positive on that. Uh, anybody else jump out at you, um, non-conference wise? Non-conference, I haven't looked too far down the schedule. The Breeze Central one certainly did. Going into that night, I thought this is going to be a huge test, especially the Bulldogs were coming in just one and two uh, to, to go into that game. So I knew it was going to be quite a test, and Breeze lived up to everything that I had saw on film. I mean, they were lights out from three-point land. I mean, they played excellent defense, and, and really they just got Highland down early. Uh, and It was hard to claw our way back in, of course, losing 42-27. Um, One of the closer games Central's had from from my quick review of uh, what they've done thus far, but but yeah, they're 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 a stellar program. Yeah, um, and, and like I said, they they just beat uh, they just beat Modern Day, um, 
excuse me, that 12-11 dates when Highland's heading there. But they had that breeze just beat modern day. I think it was Monday night, actually, uh, 35-22. And I, I wish that I could have seen that game. Of course, a low-scoring game, so it must have been quite the defensive affair. Well, what they did from uh, what my scouts tell me is um, uh, they did a, a box-in-one on, on Kirkemeyer. And um, I said, we're going to let the rest of the team beat us. And uh, they weren't able to rise to the occasion. They just uh, uh, mugged her all night long and, and uh, did a lot of denial of the ball. And, and uh, it seemed to work. Well, I tell you what, that's a similar strategy what they put on against Highland. I mean, they pretty much early in the season said, hey, you're not going to beat us with Larissa Taylor. So you're going to have to beat us with the other four. And, of course, Highland just came up short. And Larissa, of course, didn't have too great of a night that night. Um, but really, leading into the next week, Larissa Taylor was absolutely lighting up the scoreboard. I mean, she had a yeah. couple of 20s back-to-back, followed by a 19. Um, uh, I believe well, at I least one double-double. I thought she looked terrific. I watched your game against Edwardsville in the Facebook feed. And uh, I thought she looked terrific that night. And, uh, uh, gave the Tigers all they could handle on their home court. Yeah, that was that was a bummer. That was something that I thought Highland could sneak away with heading to Edwardsville on a, uh, a Monday or Tuesday night. I thought we had that one. Just came out of the gates really slow against Edwardsville, which we just didn't have the lead all night long. We pulled within one late in the fourth quarter, but ultimately Edwardsville was able to you know melt that clock down in the fourth quarter and they come away um but it would have been a nice nice victory there against at edwardsville it would i uh, watched an edwardsville grad last night tuned into the iowa iowa state basketball game and uh martin on the the compliment to case to caitlin clark was um uh on on the court and uh, has a fine game she's having a fine season so uh, good to see that local talent getting that national exposure. That was, that was a fun one. I'll take just a quick moment. My family all went to Iowa State, so they are all about the Hilton magic. And I turned it on, and sure enough, here's Iowa State hanging toe-to-toe with a potential national championship team. And, uh, of course, Iowa State falls to Caitlin Clark and the Hawkeyes, which... Uh, you know, we're not a Hawkeye family other than uh, rooting for Laporta when he was there. But, um, yeah, that was a fun game to watch last night. Uh, yes, yes. I, I enjoy watching her. I think she's a, a marvelous athlete, and it's uh, the impact. I see my own granddaughters and stuff like that wanting to be Caitlin Clark and uh, uh, watch Iowa basketball. She's, she's taking girls basketball, ladies basketball up a notch. Um, I with her exposure, hundred percent echo that. I, there's so many eyes right now on girls and ladies basketball, um, especially at the college level now with Caitlin Clark and the exposure she's bringing. I mean, there are people tuning in to Iowa games. They sold out Hilton Coliseum last night, twenty thousand people because Caitlin Clark was coming to town, and uh, it's really doing wonders for this sport. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Because I wouldn't imagine myself. Um, 10 years ago, tuning in to college basketball, women's college basketball. Mm-hmm. So, so it's uh, uh, cool stuff. And I, it's been a couple of years now. <laughs> so, um, so that's a, kind of a quick peek at, at basketball uh, upcoming. Are, are, are you guys carrying um, the Mascuda tournament on? Bulldog Radio? We won't have any uh, tournament action, but uh, coming up on Bulldog Radio, of course, we got Friday night, Highland at Jerseyville. We'll have both the girls and the boys game. Really cool what uh, they've got going on the NBC this year, if you haven't checked it out, but it's it's a back-to-back varsity matchup. So on Friday night in the NBC, you can come out at 6 p.m. and watch the girls, and uh, it's a two-for-one special. Hang out and watch the boys right after. And, and I tell you what, if you have not been out to a girls' basketball game, I highly encourage you to come out 
out and check out this team. It, it, there's going to be something special happening down the road here in the 2023 and 4 campaign for the girls' basketball team. So come on out and support the girls. Uh, stand up, make a little noise. Uh, it, it goes a long way to impact not just the team, but just the atmosphere and really teams coming to Highland. So I encourage everyone to get out there. So we'll work out a cadence here, Matt, on, on uh, our frequency. I'm thinking every two weeks we'll, we'll get a, a, a update, a synopsis of what's occurred and uh, what's coming up and uh, anything else that, that tickles our brain, like um, Iowa, you mentioned, and Iowa football. I'm going to go back to where we started in football. and uh, um, I don't know about you, but it almost feels like the NFL is back in St. Louis. Um, just from watching Laporta and getting attached to the Lions. I, I have never seen this many Lions fans uh, down here at all. Uh, and I would say five years ago, I can't imagine there was too many Lions fans outside of the state of Michigan. Um, when the Rams left, a uh, little story about me, uh, when the Rams left, I didn't have you know a team, of course, like many folks did. Uh, but I found myself cheering for, for the Bears. I felt like, well... You know, it's between Kansas City, who was already doing well, and I didn't want to be kind of a bandwagon fan, so I thought, well, I'll pick the state I live in. So, pick the Bears, uh, which, man, they seem to let me down just about every week, um, and all I can hope for is a good draft pick and, and a hope for next year at this point. But get to see Sammy play, so that's, that's fun. That's funny because I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my my uh, uh, affiliation with the Bears lasted about a month. <laughs> and I, I realized I don't like this kind of pain. I've lived it for the last 10 years with the Rams. I don't need it. It feels like deja vu. I, I, ditched, it. <laughs> I ditched it immediately and just been a... Uh, an NFL um, fan, I, I guess I probably watched the Chiefs more than anything mm. till this year, and uh, uh, now it's now I'm getting texts from people that say I couldn't in my wildest dreams have imagined. I purposely watched the Detroit Lions on Sundays. Absolutely, <laughs> and just I mean, kudos to to Sam Laporta. I mean, he's not just taking Highland by fire or this this area. The NFL is taken aback by the, the rookie tight end at the Detroit Lions, Sam Laporta. So just kudos to him and everything he's accomplishing because it's, it's unprecedented. Well, you know, we had the pleasure of watching him here. And, and even though everybody's uh, um, just in awe of what he's doing, I don't think anybody's shocked. Mm. You know, we, we, we watched this kid uh, mature all through high school and do some phenomenal things on the field that – that we hadn't seen. I've been watching high school football since the 70s. And uh, he he was the best high school player I ever laid eyes on. And I've, I've seen quite a few. <laughs> so so the, I'm not shocked by what we're seeing, uh, even though it, it, you know there's still a hint of wow uh, factor with it. it mm. uh, it's been fun. Absolutely. Been fun. And he goes out every Sunday and just handles his business, and it's just a business day for him. So that's yeah. uh, something I think a lot of people appreciate. Well, they appreciate the level head, too. He, he doesn't even talk about his stats and stuff like that. You know, people try to say, what do you think of this? He says, I don't think of it. Mm. I'm focused on next week. And, uh, you know, he's got that, that winning mentality like that. And so so it'll be, it'll be fun, hopefully uh, well into January. Well, Matt, thanks a lot for, for popping in. Uh, this will be fun to, to uh, kick around all winter long. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting every couple of weeks and giving a little synopsis on what's going on with the girls' basketball. Just as a reminder, Friday night, 12-8, head to Jerseyville. You can check them out there on Monday night uh, next week. 
December 11th. We've got, uh, we're going to Modern Day, so you can head over to Breeze and check out the Lady Bulldogs taking on Modern Day. So that'll be a fun one to go up against Cork and Meyer and see what we can do uh, over there on their court. And then on 12-15, Triads come to the town. So that'll be another fun one, and that'll really be the test to see how we stand in the MVC, of course, also seeing how CM handles Triad this Friday. But Triad Highland's going to be a fun one on 12-15. Now, is that another... Boys, girls, doubleheader? I believe so. It's a 6 p.m. tip, so it yeah. should be a back-to-back triad oh, night. Um, so really hope that we get a good amount of Highland Red into the crowd and uh, can drown out any of those folks that come over from Troy. Boy, that, that's always fun when uh, uh, those two get together in December. It's, a, it's a, an electric atmosphere. Uh, so, so look forward to that. If you can't make it, BulldogRadioHighland.com will carry it. And uh, they also will replay this several times, um, as uh, Dennis is so apt to do. We appreciate that. But uh, always remember, you can find us on all your podcast uh, stations, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, uh, TuneIn Radio, and uh, any of the niche players that carry your podcast. We're out there. Just look for From the Bench with Dench, and um, you'll get it. And so, Matt, thanks again for joining. And um, uh, for Matt, I'm Denny Rittenhouse. Uh, Good day. Ben from the bench with Dench. Tune in again next time for more basketball talk.